welcome to day 198 of Shaped by the Word. We are in our third season together, the story of the prophets. Uh, we're reading through the prophet Jeremiah. I'm Paul, here with David, Matt, and Katie. Uh, we're picking up in Jeremiah 33, verse 12. As we uh, read through Jeremiah, uh, we're reminded again of the textures of, you know, of God's uh, word through the prophet. Uh, there is a call to repentance which is largely ignored by the people, a, a statement of judgment, which will in the end be inevitable. But there is the hope that God gives in judgment you know, for restoration, the grace that he gives us, which is the grace we enjoy in the new covenant. The prophets are a perfect bridge between you know, our understanding of the old covenant and the new covenant, where we see the hope of the coming Messiah. We see the hope of God's restoration and renewal and the gift of the Holy Spirit. And so we're in one of those rich new covenant passages where we, we do see the coming king. Uh, we do see a way that even though uh, the throne of David is about to come to an end, that it will go on forever and ever. Uh, so we begin in, in verse 12. As we always do, what a, what a gift we have in God's word where we can hear his heartbeat, where we can see his face, where we know that the words that we have are not just print on a page, but they're breathed out by God. He has given us a spirit which breathes them into us, and in them we have life. In them God continues his work in us, of transforming us into the image of his son. So we, we pause, we uh, offer our, our, ourselves, our hearts, our lives to him, and, and we invite him to do what he would through his word in our lives. So uh, before we read, Matt, you mind lifting us up with a word of prayer? Yeah, let's pray. Father, we do thank you for this time together as your body um, to hear from you through your word. Thank you for the gift you've given us in, in scripture um, to, to know you, um, to, to see ourselves as we truly are and, and yet see the restoration and the salvation we have in Christ Jesus. And so, Father, would you um, convict us of sin, encourage us in Christ. Uh, Father, cause us to, to marvel at all that you've done and and who you are as we read your word. Thank you for this time together. Build us up in Christ Jesus. It's in his name we pray. Amen. Jeremiah 33, verse 12. And this is what the Lord Almighty says in this place, desolate and without people or animals in all its towns. There will again be pastors for shepherds to rest their flocks in the towns of the hill country of the western foothills and of the Negev and the territory of Benjamin and the villages around Jerusalem and the towns of Judah. Flocks will again pass under the hand of the one who counts them, says the Lord. The days are coming, declares the Lord, when I will fulfill the good promise I made to the people of Israel and Judah in those days. And at that time, I will make a righteous branch sprout from David's line. He will do what is just and right in the land. In those days, Judah will be saved and Jerusalem will live in safety. This is the name by which it will be called the Lord, our righteous Savior. For this is what the Lord says, David will never fail to have a man to sit on the throne of Israel, nor the Levitical priest ever fail to have a man to stand before me continually to offer burnt offerings, to burn grain offerings, and to present sacrifices. And the word of the Lord came to Jeremiah. This is what the Lord says. If you can break my covenant with the day and my covenant with the night so that a day and night no longer come at their appointed time, then my covenant with David, my servant, my covenant with the Levites who are priests ministering before me can be broken, and David will no longer have a descendant to reign on this throne. I will make the descendants of David, my servant, and the Levites who minister before me as countless as the stars in the sky and as measureless as the sand on the seashore. The word of the Lord came to Jeremiah. Have you not noticed that these people are saying the Lord has rejected the two kingdoms he chose? 
So they despise my people and no longer regard them as a nation. This is what the Lord says. If I have not made my covenant with the day and the night and established the laws of heaven and earth, then I will reject the descendants of Jacob and David my servant and will not choose one of his sons to rule over the descendants of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. For I will restore their fortunes and will have compassion on them. As surely as there are days and nights, and as surely as my decrees last you know, forever, I will keep every promise that I've ever made. And it uh, comes through, you know, what we alluded to in the induction, this you know, kind of remarkable phrase. Whenever we see the promise to David, we, we envision him having constantly an heir on the throne. But we realize that we're at the point in history right now where that will come to an end until the king comes into Jerusalem riding on a donkey. And he is the one who will, neither having heir, you know, nor you know, physical descendant will reign forever on the throne of David, restoring all of its fortunes. I love to, in verse 12, where we began, it says, this is what the Lord Almighty says, in this place, desolate without people or animals in all of his towns, there will again be pastures for shepherds to rest their flocks. You know, just that that complete restoration and, and even a sign of prosperity that, again, you know, these lands will be used for shepherding and shepherds caring for the flock. So it's not just a... Of building a huge city, I mean, there's that that scope of restoration is going to be huge. That even to the land itself is restored, so that it can support, you know, sheep, mm-hmm. just wandering sheep. I mean, just the the beauty of what God is doing here, saying, you know, yes, utter, you know, destruction, desolation, but complete restoration. Just that that longing, those images, you know. Yeah. Capture our heart. And, and this is in the face of, you know, Nebuchadnezzar surrounding the city of Jerusalem and mm-hmm. uh, all the places that he mentions have already been wiped out and laid waste. Mm-hmm. And he says, and, and it will be here in Benjamin and it will be here in Negev and in this entire land, you know, will be you know deeply restored. Mm-hmm. Now, I've so enjoyed, and we see it time and time again, but, you know, as a church, we so desire to be in the word and to have it begin shaping us and forming us and even reshaping us. And I love just how scripture, it it never ceases to fail to just exalt the greatness of God and remind us of who he is. And and that's what we see here. He's this great covenant keeper. You know, as long as there's day, as long as there's night, I'm going to be faithful. And what an assurance that just brings as a, as a believer, as a follower of Christ, to, to be reminded of the heart and character of our Lord which is so opposite of me. Yeah, I want to be this faithful guy, but I find myself being unfaithful time and time again. And yet to come back to scripture and see who the Lord is, who he really is, is just such a a comfort to me to be reminded of his great love as we even, you know, looked at yesterday. Give thanks to the Lord. The Lord's good. His love endures forever. And then to get to see that played out through the narrative of scripture and even today is... Is something that I'm so glad Scripture gives us because my heart needs it. Yeah. And there's these beautiful images that come together. We uh, we ought to kind of take note of it. You have both the priest and, and the king who will stand forever. Mm-hmm. And, and, of course, Jesus fulfills all uh, three of the Old Testament uh, offices. The office of priest, the one who speaks faithfully God's word, the uh, office of king, the one who faithfully reigns and rules over God's people for their benefit, and the one of priest, the one who leads people into the very presence of God. And so you have the promise here, you know, that is fulfilled in in two different ways. Not only will he be the king that reigns forever on David's throne, but he will will be the representative of the priesthood as well that bring people into his presence. But then he also says that the descendants of the priest will be 
as numerous as sands on the seashore, that that's us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You are, according to Peter, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, uh, set aside for the praises, you know, the praises of God. So these Old Testament images, which were fulfilled in, in, in you know, particular offices in the Old Testament are passed on through Jesus Christ uh, to his church as their possession forever. Well, and, you know, because we're people of the story, we recognize those images have been used previously too. You know, when God comes to Abram and says, you know, hey, your, your descendants are going to be more numerous than the stars in the sky or the sand on the seashore. You wonder who is the offspring of Abraham. You know, how will this come about? Right. And you know, the New Testament tells us we are in Christ, we are the offspring of Abraham. And and so this these images are getting, you know, drawn to you know, being drawn out for us to see that that God is continuing to fulfill his promises, mm-hmm. the covenant he made to Abraham, you know, in in the new covenant in Christ. I mean, we're seeing that yeah, we are that kingdom of priests. We are that mm-hmm. you know, that priesthood, the priesthood of believers, if you will, that we're seeing this brought out. Now, every covenant every has its rich fulfillment in Christ, and its blessings are extended to us. And it's uh, along with, as we said yesterday, the responsibilities as well. We are to be for His praise, for His renown, and you know, for His for His joy. I I think just sitting here reading it, I have two thoughts. Um, first, it's back to what Matt was saying about the shepherds resting their flocks, and I was just thinking. I, I, part of me wonders if he's also pointing to us as sheep as well, like uh, going back to Psalm 23, that we are the sheep of his pasture. Um, and also we will have rest. There will be a day when we get to rest in Christ. And what what hope do we find not only for actual shepherds to be able to rest their flocks, but for we as his flock to be to have our rest? Um, but then also that last paragraph, I just feel like that's kind of a, as our students would say, a low key flex on God's part because, because he is saying, he's saying these nations are, are saying that God has forgotten his people and rejected his two kingdoms. And God's saying, I'm the God who made a covenant with the sun and the moon. And as long as they are working because I sustain them, I will be keeping my covenant. So all these other gods that you, your nations are worshiping, they don't have that kind of covenant because they don't have that kind of power. I have the power to keep the sun and moon going. I have the power to keep my covenant with my people, despite the fact that it looks like I've forgotten them. And I think that's just so cool. And God is so big yeah. and amazing. And, and of course, it. that's a temptation we have. We and we have moments when we feel like oh, your God has forgotten us. No, no moments like this. Ours are just yeah. kind of yeah. minor little things yeah. <laughs> where things aren't going exactly the way we hoped they would, and they're not, you know, as abundant or as rich as we thought they might be. And uh, we just kind of whine a little bit and wonder if God is not with us. And He would say the same thing to us. You know, the one who can uh, turn day into night and night into day and has made a covenant with the stars in the skies and set them in place. I am more than able to be adequate for you and adequate for your time. And, and of course, you know, I love what you did, you know, with the shepherd image there. For for sheep to be at rest, the land does have to be at peace. Mm -hmm. And of course, it is exactly what's happening in Psalm 23. And David, in the middle of fleeing from Saul, says, I... I find green pastures. I find a place to rest. I find cool drink. Uh, there's a you know, skin spread out for me in the presence of my enemies, and surely His goodness and mercy 
uh, will follow me all the days of his life. So it does speak more than to just the prosperity of sheep. It speaks to the prosperity of sheep. <laughs> Us as a sheep. Yeah, uh, yeah. Absolutely. Heavenly Father, thank you uh, for your words of comfort. Thank you for your words of promise. Thank you that you are a God who is not only uh, good in all of his intentions for his people, but mighty in power and majesty. We thank you that you have uh, the strong right arm to bring about every good thing that you've promised on our behalf. And Father, our hope is in you. Amen. Amen.